Hello, love. Welcome back to another episode of In The Trenches Podcast, a podcast for you thusters, for you thusters. At the end of the day, today we have a special guest with Elliot, Gary and Charlie named Joel Richards from the UK. That's right, guys. We are back with another episode of In the Trenches. And like Elliot said, we are all the way out recording this in the UK. I don't know how we made it happen, but we made it happen. Gary, Elliot, myself, we are here. And uh, it's been fun. It's been great. Have you? How have you guys enjoyed the UK so far? Yes. I love it here. It's one of my favorite places to come, especially the church that we're dealing with. Audacious is just uh, its kind of our, our home away from home, really. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of British accents while I've been here, so. I'm surprised you haven't gotten beat up yet. No, they can't beat me up. They don't know it's he's not from here. Yeah. <laughs> they think I'm one of They say, hey, bro, you just from here with us. Nice to meet ya. Uh, but yeah, we, we are, we're out here uh, for the Culture Summit, part of Audacious Church. If you guys know Paul Reed, this is his church. This is the church that he is a part of, and uh, they do a summit every year, and so we got the opportunity to come out here. But today we're hanging out with their youth pastor, Joel. Joel, how you doing, man? I'm good. Good to be on In the Trenches. Yeah. Nice. Have nice. you listened to any episodes? Yeah, big fan. <laughs> it's right up there. Joe Rogan experience wow. and then you guys. Man. It's right. Am I allowed to mention them? Is that like going to get copyright oh, issues? Or Charlie, uh, Charlie's like a is, hero. Yeah. <laughs> this, is your, this is what it's all based off, right? Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is what you're aiming for, the next Joe Rogan. Pretty much. Yeah. Just, no, never mind. We won't get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. So good having you guys here with us. It's, um, I think you guys coming out feels like fa- having family come over like extended family come over have you cu- crazy cousins elliot yeah. and um, then the crazy norm- cousins crazy yeah cousins. people, our, our people the reason- are probably confused they think that it's just me doing a <laughs> character right now the people that's people have a real person guys the re- people haven't beat you up because they don't know where you're fr- they don't think as a british accent they're like oh when, well, this guy must be from some foreign land he's from wales yeah <laughs> so, okay my family's from wales you need you need to chill out with that <laughs> That's Wales so, is its own country so in its cool. own right. <laughs> and it's, and it's I was saying he had his cousins come over. He had, he had his rich cousins come over, too. <laughs> Joel, That's what Joel always says when I've been making jokes here. He says, that's so poor. 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 Like, it's, like, yeah. in bad taste or whatever. Yeah, that's like... Uh, that's, that's also what Corey White tells me every time we <laughs> hang out. <laughs> he says, you're so poor. <laughs> I think it means something different. Oh, man. But, uh, Joel, for everyone that's listening, obviously they don't know you. Um, but, or maybe some do. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Why would they know I'm you? Unknown. <laughs> Thanks. There is, Thanks for that. We actually do have a somewhat following. I think it's just you and Paul. That, uh, it's listen. not Joel. It's, it's not just me. Paul. It's just Paul. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, so there are people that from the UK that listen to this. So You know sure. what Joel's first episode will be? This what? one. This one. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Do you think you're gonna get made fun of like right away as soon as you jump on the podcast? Uh, yeah, I know. I feel like I know you guys well enough now to understand that it will be Elliot does an English accent, <laughs> Gary chips in with something about Wales. Clearly, he's got a problem with that. And um, you haven't yet. Yeah, you've, I, you've, I'm nice. You seem the nicest out of the full group. I think. Thank you. I'll take that. Yeah, you're the nice one. Whatever. 
um but hey uh let everyone know all our listeners know that uh who you are what yeah. you do here and uh maybe some um fun hobbies that you have yeah and then, of course we'll get to the crazy youth ministry story get to the crazy youth ministry okay um so name's joel richards joel stephen palin richards palin double middle name yeah like like sarah palin hmm. michael palin uh my mother's maiden name. Palin. Palin. Joel Stephen Palin Richards. Um, been youth. Go on. What's the question? No, no. You had something. There. Go on. There. No, there's nothing. Okay. You sure? I'm yeah, giving you the opportunity. It's no, a free no, no, hit. It's because you called me the nice one. Now yeah. Ellie is like holding I'm back the, his joke. I'm yeah, the pretty okay. one. <laughs> it's because he... Na- <laughs> You're just like... Um, Joey Leal's, Leal's understudy. That's oh, what I've heard. Oh. We're gonna cut that. That's not making it in the podcast. He gets annoyed. I'll come back to introducing myself. He gets annoyed because not I FaceTime. I FaceTime with Joey Leal um, every week, but I ignore his calls. He does. He just walked out of the room. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to revolutionary okay. war here. It's okay. Times two, dog. It's all good. Don't, what do you enjoy Don't get so angry. Say again. What do you enjoy possibly? We talk about Elliot. <laughs> That's generally our conversations. That's He's right. like, how do I deal with this guy? And I'm say, like... You're 20 minutes in youth ministry. That couldn't be long. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of you. That's, so That's my poor. dog, bro. He <laughs> 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 you had your back. Gary's got my back, That dog. was impressive. He's yeah. ready for it. Yeah. Okay, there you go. He's... Uh, Gary's alluded. I'm a uh, new youth pastor. So took over in um, September 2022. Um, me and my wife, Amy. Um, Amy's been in youth ministry for 10 years here at Audacious. She's been on the team here. I've done it, been here for, been in Audacious for six years, on youth team for three years. Um, we were, took over from Andy and Karis, who are amazing youth pastors, inherited an amazing youth ministry, and uh, we're living the dream. It's been making it up as we go along. That's part of youth but, ministry. But, yeah, which was the only piece of advice I got given by pretty much everyone. They were like, I was like, give me some wisdom. They were just, just, if you don't feel scared and like you're making it up, you probably you probably got something wrong. So <laughs> that was the advice I got from multiple youth pastors. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that for the last few months and absolutely love it. Nice, bro. How long have you and your wife been married? Uh, <laughs> a year and a half. A year and a half. Nice. So nice. not long. I met Joel right before he, he uh, came on as his position. And you know those people, you just meet people and you know that they can do this. Yeah. They're made for it. Definitely. Uh, not him, but <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely Amy, Amy for yeah. sure. Amy's got Amy, it. No, 100%. I met Joel and I just like, I knew it was going to be a great fit. He just had, he had that thing, that thing about being a youth pastor. And most yeah. of all, you know, I, I, honestly, I don't think I've heard you preach yet. Um, but relationally, um, I, he's top notch. Like, these kids love him and. Um, that just happened really quickly from mm-hmm. what I could see. And not that I'm here every week, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, excited for them and, and what they're going to do here. Yeah. No, I, I will take this moment. Even last night we were walking home or walking to the hotel from, I, from playing pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I asked him a question on like, what do you guys do for new time guests? And what do you guys do for those that gave their life to Jesus? And he had this whole entire plan like laid out. And I was just like, most youth pastors, they don't. It's just like, uh, I think we text them or I think we do this. But it was just like, I know you've only been in the game for like a year and a half, but or even a few months, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, you do have systems and you have a team that's like just kudos to you. I know it's like kind of like a moment where like, oh, let's just brag on Joel for a little bit. But yeah, no, you, you're killing it. But let's get to mm. the crazy youth ministry story. Yeah. 
So for a precursor for everyone that's out there listening, we we told him this last night at dinner that we'll do a crazy youth ministry story, and there was one that came to his wife's mind right away. And yeah. so I'm very interested. He didn't tell us what it is, so I'm very interested to see what this is about. Uh, this was when this is pre audacious. This is from the church I grew up in. So I grew up in a church in Sheffield in Yorkshire, which is in England, for those wondering what that means. And um, yeah, grew up in a church in Sheffield. And I was I was under 18, so I was 17 years old, but was on youth team. And we came up with a game called 12 Years of Christmas, which I developed like the game. So it was like the whole idea was it was just meant to absolutely like rip a youth team member apart, like full entertainment, classic youth ministry. And 12 Days of Christmas, we pretty much every day, it's the song 12 Days of Christmas, and the first day of Christmas, which love gave to me, we just replaced each of those items with okay. something horrible. So that on the first day of Christmas, it was you got a wet fish to the face. Oh, God. And we, I developed the whole game, did the whole thing. And um, then it got to the night, and it turned out the whole youth team conspired against me, and I was the one who had to have it done to them. Oh, so I developed this game to be horrible and just like the worst thing ever. And then they were like, yeah, and welcome Joel Richards. And I was like, wait, what's going on? And they, um, because they knew I would probably run away, they taped me, like duct taped me to like a wheelie office chair on stage, which is already a bad start because yeah. you can see it's going to end pretty badly. And um, so it starts. And the game I developed was a wet fish to the face was literally just like a little sardine. Like we're just going to throw it at your face. <laughs> yeah. They walk out with this mammoth like <laughs> fish, like massive trout fish um, fresh from the fish market. And instead of just throwing it, they fully like launched it every time oh. smack around the face, like being punched in the face <laughs> by a fish. And obviously that's day one. And that happens like 12 times yeah. repeatedly. Oh. And the same yeah, fish the same fish and um <laughs> it just got worse and worse so like the first day was that second day was like hot sauce to the mouth like so you were the person every day yeah yeah every day it was just me <laughs> just taped you. to a chair it was like watching someone <laughs> they left you there after like you. young people at first were like yeah and by then were like this is probably dangerous <laughs> <laughs> like when you know, you know it's bad when kids are like okay i'm concerned for this guy's health yeah and um so slap to the face what was the yeah give us do you remember all of them i don't remember all of them slap to the face um hot sauce to the mouth was one you literally hold held my mouth open poured hot sauce in um dead leg for you was guys one. is that just like ketchup or you say dead leg yeah, yeah also, dead leg one, was one hold on one thing just so everyone knows that's listening okay the uk's hot sauce is like not hot okay just putting that out i'm just saying it wasn't we got this we've imported this bad boy in from like i don't know india Nice. You oh. know what I mean? Like it was the real deal. No, nah, I feel like you're making stuff up. Like keep going. Okay. It was, yeah, it probably wasn't, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was just all horrible things. Dead leg was one of them. Which so in who itself, gave you the dead leg? just punch you um, Just the youth pastor. Leg? Who, and I was under 18 at this point, so he's just straight up punching <laughs> one of his youth in the leg. <laughs> so, and it, it was early noughties-ish, mid-noughties, so you could probably get away with um, doing, doing that sort of stuff. That's what they call the 2000s. Oh, sorry, don't I call it that. I was so lost right now. It was very naughty. <laughs> you, don't <call laughs> you don't call it the naughties? I, 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 no, like, I heard Pastor punched me in my leg. He was not <laughs> <laughs> naughty. Naughty. He was a naughty. Bro, you don't call the, it the all naughties. Three us, all three of us just looked at each other like, no, yeah, what? I saw the look and I we thought. We call it the 2000s. We call it the 90s. <laughs> like, the, yeah. the 90s, the 2000s. Oh, the 2000s. We call so it. So when you said the nineties, you said nineties are naughties. No, the nineties <laughs> are 90s, its own thing, and then the yeah. naughties are the two. The two thousands are the naughties. That's what funny. happened in the two thousands. One what thing. What do you mean? There was like something naughty that so happened. Made them so naughty. I don't know. 2000s. It just. 
2001. Oh, bro, come on. <laughs> you get out of the US and you that just That was lose. quite naughty. <laughs> anyway, in the 2000s, you get away with it. Anyway, built up, built up, and uh, on the last wet fish to the face, they the youth pastor, who I'm not going to name because he's now a senior pastor of a church, and um, probably Let's just going to the US. No one will know. Yeah. Okay. His name's Joe Willis, and um, <laughs> he's a listener. <laughs> yeah, he's listening right now. Um, he took the fish and like did a run up with it, and fully like flung it so hard that a few things happened in, in that moment. One, the fish exploded as it hit my head. <laughs> so this dead fish just flies across all the young people on the front row. So you got young people like screaming and crying on the front row. Two, like my head like rocked backwards. It's like an uppercut to the head. Um, the dead fish's head flew into like the crowd. And three, because I was on a wheelie chair. Yeah. Um, and there was like just loads of rubbish all over the floor and like shaving foam and hot sauce and all this kind of stuff. Um, the chair slipped and I went flying and I'm taped to it with my yeah, arms you down. Can't do anything. So I smack my head on the stage and pass out. Just live in front of everyone. <laughs> And they literally had to carry me off stage, still attached to the chair, just like flailing like this off the chair, right? And and had to untape me and um, they had to take me to hospital and I got concussion. But they also at that point realized, oh yeah, this is a under 18 yeah. whose parents we now have to call. So they had to call my parents and uh, Joe Willis had to do like a written apology to my parents. They didn't attend this church. They didn't really like that I attended this church as well because they're like really <laughs> traditional. And... Um, and that was it. You okay? Sorry. Just for anyone listening, <laughs> Excuse that, was, me. that was Elliot. <laughs> that was Elliot. Oh, that was he had a curry chair. last night. Yeah, and it was, uh, it's, coming, <laughs> it's the curry coming yeah. through. I will say this about the hot sauce, though, really quick. Super random. Yeah. Elliot is not a fan of spice, and we did have curry, and he didn't even eat. He didn't eat food. half of it. No. I ate the I whole thing. I was hungry, bro. Uh, it had no, nothing to do with the spice. Bro, you were sweating <laughs> and panting. <laughs> like, Corey was doing the old... But you were Corey doing. He just does that, bro. Okay, you've told me that, but I don't believe it. But you were just sweating, bro. Yeah, okay. Anyway, listen. Um, but the bit that got the best bit about this story, which means why it's following me. So the best bit about the story is it became quite legendary in our church that this happened. Obviously, you know, my senior pastor had to apologize to my parents as well, and to go and like visit them and be like, "I'm so sorry that we've just beaten your child up <laughs> on stage." Um, but then I come to Audacious, and uh, this is maybe six seven years later in audacious church i'm brand new my i start talking to my future wife we've just met each other um, and we're talking about youth ministry all this kind of stuff and she goes oh yeah i heard this crazy story from someone <laughs> and i'm thinking oh cool um what is it and she goes she's going oh it's a crazy story about this kid in this church somewhere in england and she starts explaining the whole story to me being like yeah and it's crazy to me i was like that was me. That was I was so that kid. Funny, and no joke, I've been to at least three or four churches and they know about the kid with the fish. And I'm like, brother, that was me. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So it's a legendary story that is now, it traveled, um, it's traveled the UK. So, so I'm going to make write a book about it. Um, <laughs> it's called The Naughty Youth. The no <laughs> 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 so when you come to America, we're going to have to have you play that game. Yeah, we can make it happen. I reckon we can make it happen. Yeah. We'll shoot I, we'll the just, fish. We'll just <laughs> <laughs> shoot and catch it, and then we'll just do it. We can do it to Joey. There you go. Hey. There you go. Do you feel better about you that now? You said it. Not me. <laughs> I love Joey, actually. Joel, I don't That's know what you're getting at. 
When you call me, that's not what you say, but that's fine. <laughs> You're, <so laughs> You're naughty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But hey, um, Joel, one thing that we do to uh, all the guests that come on the podcast. We slap them with a the fish. <laughs> and bring the fish. Uh, no, we uh, we give them the opportunity to kind of share their heart, share their passions and their yeah. vision. Um, Wait, before we ministry. get serious, can, oh, can you do a, an American accent? I've done a British accent the whole time I've been here. I feel like it's disrespectful to your, it's to not, your nation. We want to hear it. I Come on. hear this. I'm trying to think how I even do an American accent. Just well, picture just Charlie like on the farm out in Norco. Well, that'd be like, yeehaw! <laughs> I'm from America. <laughs> I'm from down south. <laughs> Charlie's a girl. <laughs> why, is it, why is the octave go so high? Because <laughs> if I had Charlie, yeah, Charlie's like, hi. Charlie! <laughs> hey, everybody! That's me! <laughs> In my head, that's how Charlie talks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, it's quite high-pitched. <laughs> no one told you that? No. <laughs> this is the first time you've heard. <laughs> this uh, is the first time I've heard um, No, I'm joking. You sound great. You've got a podcaster's voice. Do a... Uh, <laughs> podcaster's face. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. You've got the first one to say. You've got a face for the, uh, for the podcast. Do an accent. An American accent. Brother, that was the best attempt. No, come on. But I literally couldn't even think how to do it. Just in your heart. In my heart, let yeah. it overflow from my heart. Yeah, j- just imagine we get here and we say, hey, we want to go to Nando's. Hey, we want to go to Nando's. Is that okay? <laughs> Nando's. <laughs> it's going. like Chick-fil-A, but better. <laughs> 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 I like your American accent. Oh, I'm yeah. glad. That's you what you sound like to me. Can yeah. you do the podcast? At least my voice yeah. is hot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's go to Nando's. Hey, it's me, Charlie again. Hey, Charlie here. I love Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh <my> gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Try and transi- transition this into yeah. the deep bit. <laughs> this is easy. This is, this is every. Podcast. <laughs> If you listened, you would know. Yeah, um, that's so poor. <laughs> that's true. But uh, I listen Joel, to Jerry Lewis. Uh, since you don't know, what we like to do mm. is we like to give our guests the opportunity to uh, share their heart, share their vision, and just their um, what they love about youth ministry. Yeah. And so what we want to do is just kind of give you the floor right now and be able to talk to that. And we'll kind of chip in and ask some questions here and there, but just what are you passionate about in youth ministry right now? Um, what am I passionate about? I think... We're, we're passionate about Amy and I is um, that was a smart move right there yeah she doesn't listen <laughs> <laughs> she'll listen to this one um, yeah we, we when we started we kind of had a vision statement that we we put down on paper we're under the vision of our church which is incredible but we specifically wanted to to, to have something for our team to catch hold of um, that we could really run with um, and it was empowering a generation to walk by faith, live in hope and love extravagantly. Mm, and for us, um, those three things of faith, hope and love are kind of core to every decision we're, we're making for our young people. We want them to have um, a faith which is unshakable, mm. a strong faith built on strong foundations. Um, and for us, that's the word of God. We're pointing young people and this is what we are passionate about and it's what we're trying to do in everything that the final authority on everything is the word of God. Yeah. That 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 will never change, that that will never waver. Um 
And that's all of us teaching series. Everything we're doing at the moment in youth is bringing that back to, okay, what does the word of God say about this? Mm-hmm. Not just doing, I think youth ministry um, has sometimes got caught up on the gimmicks rather than actual depth. Yeah. Um, so there's, it, it looks good and it sounds good and you can run a great youth night. We can run a great youth night. I've no doubt on that. I've never took a, taken over. We didn't take this over going, oh, wh- I'm worried about Friday nights. Are they going to be fun enough? Are they going to be... That will always happen. We know how to do that. But what I was worried about and had a heart that we had a burden was, okay, are we actually giving our young people depth? Yeah. Like, are we giving them the word of God? Is their faith built on a on a strong foundation? And that's been our entire first term and now in second term, everything we're doing. What does the word of God say? Mm. Final authority and um, and teaching young people how to read the word. And that's where their faith comes from based on on that rather than their feelings rather than what they 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 like and and what they want to do yeah. which is great but that's not your foundation your foundation's the word of god how, how are you how are you doing that right now like what are some um, practices you guys are doing in your youth ministry to make that happen yeah um so this term um we've really focused in on um we do we alternate our youth program between two nights so we do our YTH night, which is like um, encounter Holy Spirit, worship, preaching the word. Um, and then the follow-up night is small group nights, which is discipleship. We've, and we split two series. So we've done, on our YTH nights, we've done a series called Battle Ready. So teaching other p- people how to wear the full armor of God. Like, what does that actually mean? Like, you can read that out and it's all um, great. But how do you actually live a life that is practicing putting on the full armor of God and living that out? Yeah. And the second on our discipleship nights, we've done small groups, big questions. And we got our young people to send in every question they've ever wanted to ask about the Bible, about theology, about why we do things in church, about um, what we teach, what mm-hmm. we believe. And we're going to answer it. That's cool. And we're trying to teach our young people. It's really important to ask questions. But it's even more important to know where you get your answers from. Yeah. Because they're asking questions. And the reality is most of their answers are coming from TikTok. Mm-hmm. And um, you can get people on TikTok who will tell you they're teaching theology and they're, they're teaching absolute waffle. Yeah. And it's not from the word <laughs> of God. And it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's their own, um, it's just their opinion. I hate when they teach waffle. Yeah, when they teach waffle. I'm a it's pancake just, guy myself. <laughs> so, uh, hey, you know, one thing I love and, and people that have listened to the podcast know this, that, um, you know, a real just kind of soapbox for, for me right mm. now and what I'm trying to challenge younger youth pastors is, is exactly that is, um, you know, simplest terms, depth before hype and yeah. you know, depth over hype. And, yeah. and again, n- I'll say this again, youth ministry will always have hype. You bring teenagers together. Yeah. But depth is so important considering what this generation is facing. And so it's exciting to hear it's not just happening where we're from, but really I think it's something that's spreading yeah. throughout youth ministry around the world is, is the importance um, of theology, really, yeah. you know, and really understanding God's word and, and that being a foundation, not, uh, you know, the, the, the goosebumps, not mm-hmm. the... Um, you know, worship's incredible, and we I, I, I wouldn't want to not have worship. Mm-hmm. It's its amazing. But it can't just be about worship experiences. Yeah. It has to have the foundation of God's Word, and yeah. that, that just makes everything, that, that enhances all the other parts of it totally. when you have a strong foundation. So that's exciting. Um, I'd say this, too, just because obviously yeah, I get the honor of sitting on your advisory team and um, pouring into that, but you've made some changes yeah. since you've taken over. That's something youth pastors I know face, and um, talk about that a little bit mm. yeah so we um we made the decision 
we were running. So when we took over um, youth ministry in September, we inherited uh, a program. We decided not to change it um, from the start because we'd made quite a lot of team changes mm -hmm. when we took over. So we changed the structure of our team and we changed how we discipled young people. So that's how we break, how we disciple them in their year groups. So we changed quite a bit of structure for team and also young people would have felt a bit of a shift with us taking over. So we decided not to change our program when we took over. So we did every Sunday night with our young adults ministry and every other Friday night was small groups. Yeah. So um, we, it was great. It worked great. It was like a result. The reason Sunday nights happened was a result of COVID and uh, it just worked having everyone together and it was really powerful. It was amazing. However, we got to the end of December, no, mid-December. I think we had a meeting with Gary and we had a Zoom call with Gary and I just felt this little bit of frustration of when you're um, speaking to such a broad audience. So for context, our youth and young adults ministry is 11 to 30. Well, that's rough. And that's, that's, where you're, that's where you're preaching. That's where our main program is that yeah. on a Sunday night. And I was getting frustrated because um, it, you have to go so broad. Yeah. You can't, you can't speak into youth culture because the 20 whatever year olds yeah. don't care. They're, they're like, I've got past that stage of my life. But then you can't make it so youthy that a young adult, you know, or it's, it's difficult. Yeah. So we, we felt the season was changing. And um, we really talked to our team about, because a lot of our team loved our Sunday nights, but we talked to our team about um, different seasons require different tools. Mm -hmm. And yeah. services and discipleship programs and program as a whole is a tool that you use for the season that you're in. Mm -hmm. And you can't get so attached to the tool that you're using that when you when that needs to be taken away you you throw a hissy fit and some yeah. of our team were getting so caught up in that oh, i love sunday nights i love sunday nights i just love it it's who we are i'm gonna know that's it's just a tool yeah that's for so the good. season we're in but the season's changing it's like a farmer can't just always use the same tools mm -hmm. when he's planting the harvest he needs to use a different tool when he's planting to when he's when he's taking in the harvest yeah, different tools for good. different seasons and that's what program is youth program is okay what do we need to do in this season and we decided that the best thing we could do is gather every Friday with our young people and really focus in on uh, speaking into youth culture, yeah. speaking into discipleship, discipling young people and bringing it back to the word of God, theology. What are they facing and how do we root it in the word of God and how do we help them and build their faith? And, um, and that's what we decided to do. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, it's something that I think in ministry is so easy to do to create these sacred cows. And mm -hmm. man, what a great reminder to, to any youth pastor is, is realizing that some of these things that people see as tradition are really tools to ministry. And it's okay to change those in certain seasons. Yeah, and I think you have to. Mm -hmm. I just think you have to. I think y the Bible's clear that there are different seasons in, in our lives that we go through. And it's the same in, it's the same in ministry. Yeah. I think like I know I've, we've only just taken over, but from my life of being in church, I can see when the seasons are changing and you know when something's not working because it feels tough. And that's the same thing. It's like, again, the farmer analogy, a farmer using the wrong tool in a season that he shouldn't be using that equipment, that tool, that whatever that is, he's going to get frustrated and it's going to feel hard work and it's going to feel. But as soon as you put the right tool in his hands for the season that he's in, instantly it feels easier and that's what we we just made the decision and um gary was super helpful in that because he was just like yeah just do it. <laughs> i think we have a we have a, we have an advisor board for youth and gary sits on it and we met on zoom and 
they were ums and ahs. And I think Gary just, one of the things was, hey, do we just stop Friday nights and just keep Sunday nights? Is yeah. that the change we need? And Gary was just like, no, you need, yeah, don't do that. Because <laughs> Friday nights are working. So just go, We I think we that was one of the big pushes we went to say, like, let's go to every Friday and invest in our youth ministry. Nice. That's sick. You got Charlie on board with the farmer analogies. I, I um, was waiting, bro. Yeah. Every episode, when you listen to them, every episode, yeah, there will be some kind of joke about farming or redneck or okay. ranch or ranch dressing. Mm, ranch dressing. I like ranch dressing, you know. So you know, ho- <laughs> hold on, since you just brought up ranch dressing, here in the UK, people they don't call have me ranch because cool I'd be dressing. Yeah. They have cool original. What's up with that? What? Why is it called cool original instead of cool ranch? I don't know. Also, why do, you, why do you not have freedom? <laughs> <laughs> What's up I, with that? I am very surprised. <laughs> There's two questions I have. Uh, why what, we what's have wrong with your ranch? Yeah. If, if the Boston Tea Party happened today, it would be Charlie pouring your <laughs> fake ranch dressing into the harbor. <laughs> into we need our freedom! <laughs> all the Doritos more like, bags. we need our freedom! <laughs> That's yeah. my new voice for Charlie. But, uh, <laughs> Apparently I talk like a female. Here's my... I talk like a female. Uh, here's my question for you. you ta- speaking of the different types of ranches, yeah. what's the youth culture in the uk like like how i mean i don't know how familiar you are with the culture in the u.s well i mean uh, you talk to joey all the time so you should know yeah, joey yeah he, he said joey. he had no idea <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like what is what are some of the things you see not just in the students at your youth ministry but just in youth culture um the things that like you're excited about the struggles you mm-hmm. see because I'm interested to know like how that compares to yeah the U.S. the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm, come on, anyway. Thanks for adding that in. Yeah. Um. Okay. What's youth culture like? I think the thing that excites me is that um, young people are searching and are hungry for um for truth. Yeah. Like, there is definitely a uprising of young people asking the question why why do we why do we do this stuff why do we why do i believe this why um why do things happen in the world that are bad and why do things happen in the world that are good those sort of questions like young oh gosh we asked our young people i said you know we asked them for questions that we wanted to answer and um they were asking all sorts of questions you know why do the simple question of why does bad things happen to good people um young people want to know and there's a hunger for it. Now, what the thing that worries me is they don't know where to go for the answers. And that's why we talked about. They're just going to yeah. social media. They're going to the friends. Um, they're going to whatever they can find online. Um, that's what worries me about it. But there is a hunger for truth. There's a hunger for um, the truth. Now, again, the other problem is then it starts coming and go, well, this is my truth. Mm. And, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to like unravel that with young people being like, okay, well, my truth, what does that even, what does that even mean? Yeah. Because it's either, it's either true or it's not like, there's no like middle ground on that and trying to like teach young people that, but there's a hunger that makes me excited. Do you, are there a lot of, uh, young people like involved or engaged in politics? Cause I feel like that's something we see a lot is like mm. they're, you know, they're passionate about these major issues yeah. or whatever um i don't know if that do you guys have politics yeah we've here? got politics over here just um, what the royal family tells you or yeah what? we just do whatever you know harry tells us we yeah, do. yeah 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 um 
there is yeah there's there's a i'd say the kids that are interested in politics are generally on the left mm-hmm. um there's a bit of a that's one of the things we can talk about which is um justice warriors yeah. i'd call them a lot of justice warriors within youth culture yeah um on on the left but that that's probably the main thing we don't see many um young people interested in learning about politics they just jump on the bandwagon no okay that's real that's similar to to the u.s as well Uh, and i think at the heart of that is something good Mm -hmm. like it's empathy that students feel and they're being told like that 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 is justice and like the bible preaches justice Mm -hmm. god is a just god yeah so i think we can utilize that but I, I don't know. I, I genuinely am interested always in kind of knowing what the, you know, temperature yeah. is in other places. I think the temperature is, I feel, I think we, t- we talked about this at Coach Summit a little bit. I, I genuinely feel there is, the temperature is warming up yeah. spiritually in the UK. I think young people are hungry um, for something and they don't quite know what it is but we're trying and what it is is they're hungry for the presence of god and mm-hmm. they're hungry for an encounter with uh, a savior with a healer with a provider because they don't have that at home they don't have that from their government they don't have that from the situation they're in and they are hungry for it they couldn't maybe articulate it what they are but and, but we can see it yeah and we see young people coming in and um just they have an encounter with god and and that they go oh this is it yeah. And you can see it, and we're seeing that week in, week out. We're seeing, I just said to you, um, Charlie, the night that we had baptisms last Friday. One of a uh, girl got baptized. Yeah. She's uh, 12 years old, gets baptized, which in itself is absolutely awesome. She invites six of her friends from school. Two of them get saved. No, three of them get saved. Two of them get filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. All off baptism. Like off just because she came to baptism. Yeah. These kids have never been in church. Yeah. They've never stepped. They're not Christian families. These aren't kids who are have ever heard of audacious ever heard of anything that they're not getting caught up in the hype they had an encounter with god yeah and they've and they and they're changed and that is kids that's because they're hungry yep they don't know what hungry for but they're they're hungry for something um so yeah i think a game changer for you guys is gonna be to um just like from coming here i think it's my fourth time uh and sort of knowing mm. some stuff about your church and, and other churches, um, there is now seeming in youth ministry a like community is rising up where other youth pastors are kind of joining together and coming alongside of each other. Because I feel like from talking with Paul too, like historically, there's been a little bit of like do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know for us in Southern California and the U.S., uh, that's something that has been like so beneficial is not doing this on your own. Um, and I can just, even being at culture summit, we did like a youth breakout. You can see that's primed and ready to go. And like, that's, that's something I think that's going to take youth culture in general, not just that audacious to the yeah, new to another level. Yeah. 100%. And that's what we're passionate about as well. We are passionate about, um, connecting amy told me off using the word networking but i think it's fine she said relationships building relationships but that is the same you know that's what we're passionate about we're passionate about connecting youth pastors together and having a place having a community of youth pastors who have relationship who can support each other who can pray together who can be on the other end of a phone call when 
something hasn't gone right or something has gone right and you can celebrate together. Yeah. I think it's so important. It's great. Um, I'm calling and, it, and, and we're trying to shift that because I'm calling youth pastors and um, that was one of the thing, first things I did. I, I got a list of 60, 70 youth pastors who I'm calling around every, every month yeah. and 30 or 40 of them I asked one of the questions, oh, who do you know? Who are you, who are you hanging out with? What youth pastor do you know? And 34 of them said, oh, I don't know anyone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Don't know anyone. Don't know any youth pastors. And I'm and I'm looking at my map where they are, and I'm thinking, well, I know there's five, like 10-minute, 15-minute drive from you. So we're trying to bring them all together, connect them together. Different, and not all just um, within, I know, AOG is what we're part of, but not even just within AOG, just, yeah. just the church. 100%. The church in the United Kingdom being together, united. One of my close friends is um, from uh, HTB, which is uh, Church of England mm. in London. And he, you know, we're totally different. We believe different things. We have different stances on different things, totally different denomination. But I call him every few weeks and just being like, hey, let's talk about youth ministry. Let's talk about your life. How's stuff going? When are you getting time off? We challenge each other on stuff. And that's really important to, yeah. to have that. Dude, maybe I should join the Church of England and you give me a call. That'd be that'd be awesome. I'll fit you in. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call you after, call you after, after Joey. Joey. Okay, well, now so after, after Joey, after Corey, after these guys. After the we'll Church of England. After Church of England and then. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> hey, um, one thing, though, that you, you said um, uh, during the Sunday service, because uh, you guys do things a little bit different than I would say back home, mm-hmm. um, of getting your students engaged to a Sunday morning. Could you talk about some of those shifts and stuff like that that you've done to see your youth show up on a Sunday morning and get engaged to the quote-unquote big church? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I reposted something about it. I was passionate about that youth ministry is not a church plant uh, we're not trying to create another church yeah within your within the church and a lot of you know youth pastors that uh, i have spoken to it they they wouldn't say that yeah. but the way they're acting you're like you're just you're just making your own church 100%. with no giving <laughs> <laughs> with no giving with you're no just making no tithe you're, you're getting all the support from your senior pastor and your church you're in but you're you're creating your own little minist your own thing, and that's dane That is well, it's just not what youth ministry is for. Youth ministry is to get young people into the house of God and get them connected into the church. Yeah, that's why I, for so long. I mean, I never did it, it as a youth pastor, but also encourage youth pastors like, don't do Sunday morning things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. make Sunday morning the church. Like, going to church, get your students yeah. in church because if you don't, that they'll never integrate into that. Totally, yeah. and that's one of the things I think. I think you asked me, "Do yeah. you do uh, a service for youth on a on a Sunday?" I'm like, N- "No, we we get them to come to." Sorry, you don't. But tell them what you guys do do yeah. on Sunday yeah. morning because it's such a cool thing. So we um, create Sunday mornings. We create a environment where young people can feel like it's their own within the church. Yeah. So we do youth lounges. So in Manchester, and we've got locations within our Manchester campus, north and south. They all have youth lounges, um, and this is a space where young people um, can call their own. It's a space where they can hang out. They get food when they arrive. They got PlayStations. The youth team are all. We got team on rota to hang out with them, connect with them, and it's a great space for young people to. Hey, this is my church. Mm. This is my church on a Sunday morning. 
these are my people we're part of the church together and we've done it deliberately um this was pastor paul's idea we moved it we had it at the back at the start and we moved it to the front left because even that we have it at the front left they have an area of seating that was they got stickers on they know that's their seats it's their space they sit with their best friends they save the seats and they go straight into the praise pit at the front of of church and lead our church their church yeah. in praise and worship because they're at the front owning it um and for us that was huge so not running our own youth services but going this is your church mm-hmm. and i think the the you know i know different churches do different things but if you run your own youth services take them out of church when they get if they get too old for that youth service they they just they won't come to church mm. because they won't have community they won't have connection they won't have um ownership of of their church and that's what we're trying to build with our youth lounges and it's great we love yeah. it it's um we've seen our biggest um influx of young people has come from sunday mornings so we had over 60 kids who were in the church but didn't know youth ministry existed because there was no representation of it Mm. we had those youth lounges we saw over 60 young people filling connect forms get connected into youth ministry just by going hey this is your space this is your church you guys own it with us yeah I, what i think i like is obviously like you guys have a lot of good systems and structures and stuff in place um which is good i love structure i hate Ellie, structures. Same. i love like it man they're the worst but uh <laughs> no they're necessary but i just don't like thinking in terms of that like yeah. but they help you create what you're doing but ultimately like at audacious you guys are just having fun mm. with yeah. what you're doing. I think that's, especially in youth ministry, but in church, like, I think it's just a big part that we miss so much and systems and structures can allow us to miss that is like, we say phrases like we get to do this, mm. but that just sounds good. I don't yeah, think we yeah. ever like really mean it. <laughs> um, but I think that when you really, you can tell when you're out of group that that's how they feel mm. like oh man this is so fun yeah that yeah. we get the chance to do this and even in the way you guys do your your praise and worship time like yeah, your praise yeah. pit and stuff like it's just there's a level of like um it's not contrived or forced mm. it's it's embedded in your culture and i think whatever the listeners are hearing or thinking or ideas ultimately there should just be a level of like man, this is so fun yeah. that we get yeah. to do this and we get to, you know, spend time together, invest in students, see God move. Like, I think that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, replace the word fun with joy. It's it's biblical. No, don't replace it. <laughs> fun. Fun. But if you want the biblical, if you will go, oh, well, the fun's in the Bible. Of course it's in the Bible. You know what I mean? The joy of the Lord is, is in the Bible repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. And church should be being a christian yeah it has hard times for sure you know it has tough moments for sure but also it's meant to be a life of joy Mm. and your sunday expression your youth everything about that systems actually help create an environment where young people can have fun can have be full of the joy of the lord can you say uh christian again christian christian being a christian i did not hear that christian i didn't think that was christian when you were saying that you thought right you now. he thought you were talking about being something else. You didn't yeah. think I said Christian? No. But he just went along with it too. What would you, how do you say it? Bro. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> how how would we say Christian? Christian. Sounds like this. Yeah. yeah. American. American. Yeah. American. <laughs> no, that's far from it. Um, <laughs> nowadays. Now don't get Charlie started. <laughs> oh jeez. Um how many presidents do you think you could name, Joel? <laughs> Not many. Let's hear them. Do you know who our president is right now? Of course. 
Uh, yeah, it's the old dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember stuff. That's what I've heard. Um, What's his name? His name is oh what Joe, uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, there we there go. Go. who is the president? Uh, the president before him is an easy one. Donald Trump. Who is before him? Barack Obama. Who is before him? Um, George Bush. Who is before him? No idea. Who was before him? It was before him, Elliot. You don't know. Bill Clinton. Right? Was it? Yeah! Jeez. <laughs> Matt's giving me the... Matt the, gave him the, the nod. Yes. Um, how many states Joel, can you name? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. It's just... Why? How many How many counties can you name no, in this no, country? No, no, no. States are Come different on. than counties. No, they're really not. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, you have a song? Colorado, yeah. and Connecticut, it Delaware, makes you learn the st- Florida, learn Georgia, the states. Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa. That's pretty great. Kansas and Kentucky. <laughs> Could you point at all these on a map? Ooh. Of course. If could I had you? a blank map yeah. and could I just you? picked a state, you, could, could, you, you really? could tell me which state it is. Of course. I need to watch this happen. Let's do it. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. You don't need to believe in me. I don't. I, I believe do in Jesus. But Gary, do you think he could? Of course. Yeah, that's my dog, bro. Oh, you just, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> this relationship dynamic annoys me. <laughs> it's healthy, bro. Everybody hates it. Everybody wants it. Come on. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm gonna come point out of state. That was disgusting. Point that was that was. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. They made eye contact when they said <laughs> that as well. Jealous. <laughs> Just someone wants a tattoo line. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so poor. The All hateful right. eight. What, well, are you, what are you called? Uh, let's what, what you? end this right now, Joel. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast, bro. Thank you. Of course. Um, hey guys, uh, Jeez, for mate. everyone that is listening, <laughs> if you have any questions on anything that was said today, reach out to us on Instagram at SoCal. What, what was that guy saying? The whole time? <laughs> 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 reach out to us on SoCal. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man. <laughs>